you really? I'm a nervous guy, you know. <laughs> Do you and Yoko um, believe in peace in our time? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have this poster that says war is over if you want it. We all sit round pointing fingers at Nixon and the leaders of the country saying he, he gave us peace or he gave us war. It's our responsibility what happens around the world in every other country as well as your own. It's our responsibility for Vietnam and Biafra and Israel war and all the other wars that we don't quite hear about. It's all our responsibility and when we all want peace we'll get it. I support humanity, you know. I don't belong to any left-wing, right-wing, middle-wing, Black Panthers, white Christians, Protestants, Catholics, or nothing. People have said we are naive for trying to sell peace like a bar of soap. But I want to ask you, is Mr. Ford naive? Or the soap powder factory naive? They're selling the same old soap that's been around for 2,000 years, but it's new blue soap, so we're selling new blue peace. And we hope some of you buy it, you know. The war is here now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. You already know who the host of this show is, but before we get into anything, I got a public service announcement. I, Jay, of the No Boundaries Podcast, am not here to coddle anybody. Male or female. Male or female. I'm not here... For you to dump your shit on, dump your problems on, and then bounce. Like, I'm not your therapist. They pay people to do that. You don't pay me to do that. So, therefore, when I don't do that, put your motherfucking attitude in your pocket. Because I don't give a shit. I used to. I'm not going to lie to them. I used to. But now, I don't give a shit. Fuck your feelings. Damn. I might even put the piano right there. Golly. I might put the piano right there. Right there. Because I just don't care. Because y'all don't care about me. <laughs> At all. Damn. I, bro, nobody calls. Hey, Jay, what's going on? You all right today? You good? I can count on, I can count on one hand how many people do that. Mm-hmm. But I can, t- I can. there's numerous people that call me. And, well, let me tell you about my day. Mm-hmm. Did I ask you about your day? Uh, Nigga, I didn't ask you about your day. <laughs> they fuck with you like that. <laughs> oh, man. It's a selfish society we live in, man. Selfish as fuck, man. You open the and door. They, and they will tell me all about their day and all about their issues and then just jump off the phone. Or, or better yet, when they say, uh, well, how's things going with you? Man, it's, 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 been, it's been tough for me lately. It's been some dark days. Oh, shit, I hope everything work out for you, bro. I'm going to holler at you later. Dang, check the exit door. Just jump right up. It's like, nah, you got it, bro. So sincerely, I'm not here for that. That's what's anymore. up, man. That's what's up. I don't fuck with you like that, no way. <laughs> Tell me about the intro. Oh, man, I just, every time I hear the intro, man, I'm like, <sighs> peace is a pipe dream. You know, like, it's it's... It's sad to say that when you when I when I think about John Lennon and everything he stood for, I mean you just gotta understand like this guy walked out in front of his apartment and got shot in the head. Like 
this guy meant no harm to anyone. Cold word, he was just chilling. You know what I'm saying? And like, you have to let stuff like that. And, and he's he's a white guy. He's a British guy. You know, so you can look at MLK. You can look at Abraham Lincoln. You can look at Malcolm. You can look at so many different revolutionaries that just they did they deserve to die? No. But at the same time, the other side was so fed up with their beliefs, they were like, hold on, he's getting too close to achieving something, we're going to eliminate him. Even if they aren't close to eliminating whatever they're trying to accomplish, the other side feels like they have to eliminate him. So the purpose of that intro was like, before I even really even knew who John Lennon was, by the time I was like 25, 26, and I start becoming more apathetic about politics, I was like, man, like I really fuck with the ideal of like, who gives a fuck about a Democrat or Republican? Especially when you're talking about a bunch of people that don't really understand the history or the value of, of um, either party. Because each party stands for something. Each party has always stood for something. And to me... It scares me that nowadays people don't care what they stand for. All they know is the um, the blanket perception that they're given on their mobile device. For instance, Republican, rich, racist, white man, Democrat, the lover of everybody will give you everything you need. Alleged lover of everybody. You know everybody. what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I hate going into these political topics because at the end of the day, you have to be blind to not realize that politics was never meant to unite us. And it's always been about dividing us. Like there is nothing like there is the, the, the root of democracy is meant to say, Hey, we couldn't, we, we, we can't, we, we need to pick a side. That's democracy. And we're get, democracy is allowing you to pick a side. That's all democracy is. Bro. All politics are, are professional sports now. That's it. We're going to go at each other for this debate or this campaign or whatever. But then afterwards, we out here swapping jerseys. You know, we at the same country clubs. We, oh, laughing you know, with each other. Oh, yeah. Events, I saw you know? that. I saw that with the Kavanaugh case. I saw when um, uh, Maisie, Maisie Hirano, I mean, she's up there laughing about the fact that she went to, uh, I think, uh, Georgia Tech or whatever. He went to Harvard. And, like, they're, like, laughing about it. Right? I'm like, they, at the end of the day, they're they're buddies. They rub elbows with each other. But the thing about it is, they're the ones that are in control of the asylum. They're yeah. not finna let you, they're not finna let the inmates run that bitch. Oh, yeah. We'll fight amongst each other as the superiors, but we're not gonna let the bottom feeders run it. No, we, we just we just want to implement rules to where these bottom feeders <laughs> feel comfortable. Right. That's all, man. I mean, I hate to use that saying because uh, I want to say Bob McNair said that about the Houston Texans, but it is what it is. He, remember, he said that, right? The, he said oh, can't, yeah. let the, can't let the can't, inmates can't run the asylum. Them. He was talking did, about the Did million. he say that about Houston Texans or did he say that about the NFL players? He said that about the Houston Texans. And he, was, he said that directly about his team, but he was talking about the whole Kaepernick issue. Yeah. But I'm like, realistically, just, just that's Just like what, Jerry Jones said, you, you take a knee, you're fired. It's that simple. Straight up. It's a it's a private organization. Uh, which is something <laughs> like, they don't have to have a reason to fire you. I was thinking about something. I was like, man, you know, you're in a dangerous area, right? 
And let's just say you rich or you happen to open up a club. All right. One of the main things that you have to do when you open up a club, and you know you're, you're in an area not necessarily dangerous, but it's it's more prone to gang activity or just dumb shit. So therefore, I'm like, shit, if I open up a, a skating ring, you know, and I have an adult night, you know, liquor may be there, shit may go down, you know, it's an adult night. Niggas have coming out to have fun. And I'm sitting there like, well, I feel like I could keep my skating ring pretty safe because, I mean, obviously, if I got money like that, one of my main focuses is once the place is built, once the skating ring is built or the club is built, whatever, once it's built, my main focus would be security. So I would put a nice amount of money into my security. But one of the things that I was thinking about was, why don't we see um, canines, like, like just, you know, out in the public? Is that like a, and I'm asking you this because I, th- I think you probably know more about law than me. I wanted to ask my TSA homegirl, but why why don't we just have canines just walking like, because um, I know if you get called to an apartment or something like that about, you know, if some drug shit going on, you may see a canine unit pull up. But like, why don't we just like, I pull up at the mall and I just, you know, see a police officer walking around with a canine. Like, why don't we see that? Is that um is that against the law? That's a good-ass question. I, I have no idea. Because I was thinking, I'm like, man, me personally, I wouldn't want any guns or drugs in my facility. No, of course so not. So I would like I would hire a canine unit. And I would just say, hey, you know, just periodically throughout the night. It's probably going to be open from uh, from 10 to 2, periodically throughout the night. Walk through with your canine. Not only is that going to make people feel safe, but niggas going to know, hey, I'm not coming up there with drugs, guns, and alcohol. That's true. But I'm like, I don't see that. And I'm just wondering, like, um... And, I, and I'm not I'm not much of a person that ever you know I'm I'm not a big advocate of law enforcement, but in order to <laughs> I'm just saying, but in order to keep people safe, law enforcement is necessary. And it, to me, I would police officers put in a situation where they're hired as private security tend to operate a little differently from their typical handbook. Yeah, they're still re- representing the Houston Police Department, but at this time, you have the no boundary skating ring, and guess what? You you know, one of the things is I want you to come through with your canine. I want you to make niggas know, hey, man, we're not going to tolerate that that ignorant shit. Yeah. So I was just wondering, man. I guess I had to ask ask her because um, she actually does the canine unit at the airport. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, is it because... The are, are they scarce? Like, are they few and far between? It's like, no, nah, I can't just be renting out my canine unit because, you know, I only got two it, of them on shift it, for the whole entire exactly. city. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like... Because you're literally hiring a, a, a police officer to come do your event. So if you hired the K-9, you would be hiring the K-9 as well, right? Let people tell it you're hiring two police officers. You are. It is what it is. And you shoot, you shoot, a, you shoot a K-9, a cop, you're, you're a cop killer. Yeah, you're a cop killer. It's not, it may sound ridiculous to, to, to people from, to, a, to an extent, but I mean, it is, it is the truth though. This K-9 was trained professionally for something, and that is that K-9's job. It's a big difference between your little pit bull that you keep in the house just to protect you. That pit bull ain't got no license. If that, I shoot somebody's service dog, I would think that would be a crime too. I think it is. How you much do they pay that K nine? Shit, I know we're paying them. <laughs> you know, that's that bread like, going somewhere. Yeah, that the tax dollars are going to support his health. I mean, probably doesn't have an hourly wage, but they're gonna make sure that it gets the proper training and it's properly vetted. Yeah. I guess. But um, yeah, man. You know, speaking of peace. Um, I was, you know, along with that, it's like, you know, I've always felt for John Lennon and I've always felt for people that wanted to come into a situation where they're like, you know, I want to be nonviolent. 
I've always appreciated that about the uh, the the era of the civil the civil uh, the civil the uh, the civil rights era because it showed people that you could come at me this way with your violence and your ignorance, but I'm not gonna stoop down to your level. I personally think that was the the true meaning of it because it's nothing like it's nothing like turning the other cheek. No matter how religious you are, it's nothing like turning the other cheek because it shows a it shows a certain level of self discipline that everybody doesn't have. And um, just like a post I put up the other day, I felt it was an important post. I said, uh, I didn't say it, but I saw it and it, it, it resonated with me and I know it resonated with a lot of people. It's like, don't, don't be out here having casual sex if you have a weak heart. Bro, what was that again? Don't be out here having casual sex if you have a weak heart. Although I'm not a fun believer, I'm not a, I'm not a true believer of casual sex. Like, I think that... I'm- I personally am too old for casual sex. Understandable. And I have a weak heart. I will gain feelings. I will gain emotions for okay. this person. Okay. Now, let me clarify this. Casual sex is a thing. Casual sex does exist. But my thing is, if I'm having casual sex, it's not like... I think the perception of casual sex is wrong. I'm just not willy-nilly out of here having sex with just anybody. That's how I view casual sex. I'm saying... I think there's a difference between casual sex and having a, a, a sex partner that you're not committed to necessarily. Okay, because that's what I was looking at. It's like, you know, this, this is a person I hit up, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to come through and, you know, and we end up having sex and we go our separate However ways. long that lasts. Yeah. You I'm know? still going to be, I'm still going to have some kind of connection to this person. And if they start dating somebody else, I'm going to be fucked up about it. Uh, and see, to an extent. That's what, but like you said, you because said you like, have a big heart. I didn't want to date this person. But at the same time, I wanted to keep this situation going as it was. I actually appreciate you as a man that sit there and say you have a weak heart. I appreciate that about you, Jay. Because, go ahead. I'm in touch with my feelings, bro. I, I, hey, man. Hey, it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be cold-hearted about it. But at the same time, I think exercise, I think a lot of stuff that I went through in life has made me so disciplined that it's hard for me to say, oh, this one thing is going to make me say, oh, okay, this is how I feel about you. It takes so much more than sex for me to make me catch feelings for a person. Because I want you, to, I want to put you in this scenario. Okay. I mean, a lot of times when you're having sex, you're, you put yourself in a position to where you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the two naked bodies get together and make this connection that it's like none other. But... I've never, I've never fucked through a boxer hole. Oh, okay, that that was weird. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, that <laughs> because you, said you put naked, so much, you said two naked bodies, and and people are like, nah, I leave my boxers on and stuff like that. I've never done. Whether that. you put keep your boxers on or not, your genitals are going to somebody. Come on, like just, that I'm, I, just, I, just, I just have to. I got you. Your skin to skin contact is important, but the skin to skin contact is unavoidable when you're inserting it into a. Come on, people. Yeah. yeah. God. We have to go let the sex in. Keep your box on. Keep your shirt on. Everything. Come on, man. Press on. God. So, my thing is, if you're, if you're, if you get into a situation where you you're having sex with this person, but at this moment, beyond the vulnerability, you're 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 basically in a situation where you're like, fuck, you know, I just need some. I want to get my rocks off. So when you go into when you go in there with that mentality of I just want to get my rocks off, I'm horny. I think in that moment, most people don't necessarily have to catch feelings because one, 
those hormones have raised to a point where it's it's uncontrollable. And once again, you're just trying to get your rocks off. See, I think it's a and then another scenario is a lot of times people are intoxicated when they have sex. So there's no there are no feelings there. Yeah, you may wake up the next day and be like, damn, that was good, but that was it. Like you you had you had a real horny moment and then you had an intoxicated moment that probably is not, probably not gonna happen again. Okay. In those two instances, to me, why is it so easy for a person to walk away or for people to walk away and be like, I don't have feelings in those moments. But the one moment that they can, because remember, you're super horny, so a lot of times your, your brain's not in the right place. And then you're, you're intoxicated, so therefore, you know, you're probably incoherent and your, your, your body's numb and your, your, your mind isn't all there. But two sober people get together have, I guess, a one-night stand, and they both remember it clearly, clearly that it was good. That's the one, That's the thing that they remember. It was good. They don't give a shit about the other person's personality. <laughs> they just remember the sex was good. Yeah. So, therefore, they're like, damn, damn that shit was good. I'm going to hit that nigga back up, or I'm going to hit her back up. They have sex again. My thing is, in these moments, y'all are having sex, and y'all are consciously making this decision to have sex because the sex is good. Never about the personality. No. It was literally about the sex. That's so it. my thing is, where does these feelings come from? I don't <laughs> I'm saying, like, I, I guess, I guess, in my in my thoughts, I can't say my personal experience because I've never had a personal experience like that to where I just not not know anything about this person. And we just hook up sexually. I mean, even if even but if you like, just knew a little bit about them, but if you if you knew do, are you trying to build something then? It, is that one person is like, you know what? Let me see if I can build on this sex and make it more. Exactly. So it's like, okay, maybe I need to find out about their personality or maybe I need to mentally start making things that I enjoy about this person. Like, you know what? She do got these pretty That's little. what I was going to get to. I personally think that once the sex is good and they realize it's good and then this person, the whole time you're having sex with this person, you're barely paying attention to their personality because a lot of times that sexual activity overrides their personality. You will, and I hear you, women talking about that sexual it all activity. You in there, you think about, oh, I like the way she moan. I like the way this feels. I like the way she do that. You know, not to get too explicit or whatever. That's that's what you're thinking. So whenever you're thinking about having sex with this man, man, hustle, man, she moans sexy as fuck. I know she. Yeah, I got, I got to hear that. I what they got to do with the way she cook? Or the way she have a conversation, or but the way she she's always late to work, she's irresponsible as shit. But she moans in French. Come on, man. But she moans in Spanish. Wow, that that's all lust. So, oh yeah, it's all lust. It's all lust. Like I really don't believe that it's necessarily a weak heart. I think it's an undisciplined heart. I think you can train yourself to be like, hey man, like. Like I can, you people put a people put a fence around their emotions a lot, but I'm telling you, in that situation, when you're on a diet, because when you're on a diet, what are you resisting? You're resisting unhealthy food, right? So yeah. in this in this situation, a, the, a temptation of some sort. Yeah. So in this situation, the unhealthy food is good sex. So if you're on a diet and you happen to eat this one chocolate bar, and you're like, God damn, this chocolate is good. What are you doing? To resist those feelings, you're 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 seeking out that willpower. You're seeking out that you're seeking out that resistance. So you're like, okay, I need to dial back because I know this chocolate is good. But even if I come to this chocolate two weeks from now, I'm gonna remind myself that hey, I'm on a diet. This is only this one time that I'm gonna do this. And I kind of feel like you can do that with sex too. You don't get carried away with sex, and then you don't fall off on your diet. 
But it's, it's easy to get carried away with sex, though. I understand that. Like, it's easy to get carried away with chocolate. And, yeah, and, I'm, I'm going to have this one chocolate bar. You know, today's my cheat day. I'm going to have this one chocolate bar. Boom, whatever. And then after that, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm having another one. I'm having another one. I'm having another one. And then you just keep going and you just keep eating chocolate. And then what happens to you? I guess you eventually tell yourself, God damn, I love this chocolate. I love this chocolate. <laughs> and I'm, I'm off the diet because I can't. But I think that, like you said, I think that's like a willpower and a state of mind. Because if, if I'm going to keep it real with the listeners, I haven't had sex in about three months, maybe. Okay. About three months. This is July. All of August. Not days ain't bad. Yeah, like three months. And like, I'm cool. I've reached a zen. Like, you know how you just hit that point where I forgot, not not how I forgot how it feels, but just point like I'm okay with have, without having it. Like how you deprive yourself of sweets and stuff while you're on a diet to the point where it's like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. Like I've, I'm okay with not having that. That's the, that's the, that's what I've reached. Now, not, I'm not saying the next time I have sex, I'm gonna be like, oh, you know, I was cool that one and done. You know, I can do another three month stretch or whatever. There's a chance that I might just start craving it, and I might just be, you know, ready to fuck all the time. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to distinguish if that's going to happen or not until I get to that point. And so I think with people to... developing those feelings from casual sex, they don't know. They can go in with all attention. Like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, hit this and I'm going to get out and, you know, lock the door. You know, and they realize that they I... missed it. And that's where the feelings come into play. And that's where the because a lot of times what happens is people have had so much mediocre sex, right, for a long time. And then, like you said, I may go a month or two with no sex. And then I find somebody like, damn, like this sex is good. Like he's this per he's cool or she's cool, but the sex is amazing. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, even though we're not in a committed relationship, I'm gonna continue having the sex because the sex is amazing. So therefore, you're in a situation where I'm like, damn, I'm getting something I ain't had in a long time. This person is okay, but the sex is amazing. Now nah, I got feelings. So you, I, I you're, you're trying to you try to commit to the sex. Yeah, that's all you're doing. That's why that's what I, I really commit feel. To the sex. I truly feel that way. That's why I'm not against sex robots. I'm not against the um for those of you may, that may not know this in the Galleria area we have this um this sex robot brothel that is recently emerged. I'm not sure if it's going to um open up this year or in 2019, but I do believe that it is a Canadian supplier of a of a, a sex robot. It's called the Kinky S Doll. Yeah, and um, that's clever, Kinky S Doll. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but the way it's the way it's spelled, this is it's just funny. But I'm not. I mean, I'm no more uh, opposed to a sex robot than I am a blow up doll or a girl having a rabbit or or a dildo or whatever, because. If that same person cannot have casual sex without catching feelings, like I've always said about niggas that ain't ready to settle down and get married, they need to take themselves off the dating market. Yeah. And I feel like that's the same thing with anybody, male or female, that's out there having casual sex. If you know you cannot do it, remove yourself from the casual sex market. Go get you a, uh, go get you a buddy. Go get you a sex robot. Go get you a dildo. Do whatever you got to do. But could you please do this as a privacy of your own home? Very what the fuck? Why Bro, would it's a hundred and twenty dollars an hour for what? For the sex for the sex doll, and it's worth three thousand dollars. A three thousand dollar doll that you can sit there for one hundred twenty dollars with. One hundred twenty dollars with an hour. An hour. Okay. You know how much poontang is on Harwin? 
Okay. That's a real person. You could get real vagina for cheaper. But this is the thing, though. These are the same people that may not be able to have casual sex without catching feelings. And we both know, we both know, forgot the name of the movie, but I think it was Sandra Bullock. And, 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 oh, I love Sandra Bullock. Really? Okay. It, it was a movie with Sandra Bullock and that white guy, and um, he ended up falling in love with her. She was a prostitute. He ended up falling in love with her. Somebody out there, Corny, is gonna know the name of this movie, but it's 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 that that's what it is. He fell in love with her, and I think he was uh I think he was actually. Are you talking about Pretty in Pink? No. Was that what that movie was? Pretty in Pink? Nah, man, that's fucking what? I don't know. I'm drunk. You really are, man. She that's, that's Pretty in Pink. That's old boy from uh from Two and a Half Men. In, um... Oh, that is ah uh, shit. I know what movie you're talking about though. So Jason Alexander's in there. It's uh. God, it's gonna fuck with you. My yeah, because um, it's, it's, it's Julia Roberts. It's, it's not, Julia it's not Roberts. Sandra you're right. Bullock. You're right. That's my why. bad. It's Julia Roberts. Oh shit! Dang. What's that? I'm, oh well. I remember. Judge me, people. But I'm saying though, shit happens. People fall in love with prostitutes too. So that's why I can sit, sit here and be like, "Hey, man, I ain't got no problem with people getting pretty sex. woman." Oh, it is pretty woman. Pretty that's why you woman. said pretty in pink. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you were close. Ah, uh, horseshoes and hand grenades. Uh, but yeah, I mean. This is this is the argument of the sex brothel. I mean, if if, if if dude happens to fall in love with prostitute, you fall in love with prostitute. I mean, you got the money to take out the game to take out the game. Prostitutes don't catch feelings; they really do. I, I would. So it's, it's are, bad for business. Yeah, prostitutes. How come a business. prostitute can can do it and a regular woman can't? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and it's a lot of regular women out there that have had just as much sex as a prostitute. Facts. Just being one hundred. You know, hey. So. The case for the sex brothel is, I think my favorite argument is because I've I've met a, I've met a sex slave before, a woman that had escaped that shit, and my favorite, my best, the best argument they gave me is it eliminates that, it eliminates the need to to go out here and steal Romanian women and sell them on the streets of Harlem, because Romanian women are the the, the leaders in sex trafficking right now. I want to say it's Romanian women and Asian women, and. If you have sex robots out there replacing that, what's wrong with if you can replace if you can put machines inside McDonald's to replace actual hardworking human beings doing a legal job? Quote unquote hardworking. Yeah, quote unquote hardworking. If you can do that, um, then why can't we do this to eliminate you know real people being put in a situation where they're being trafficked for their for their vagina or or their penises because it happens to little uh. Little boys too. A lot of little, it's a lot of little boys out here on the pedof- in the pedophile market, you know. And if you can, and, and, and the 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 child sex robot, I believe, is only overseas. They exist, man. Jesus. Yeah, the child sex robot does exist. No, we're living. This is the same world that killed John Lennon, and all <laughs> he was trying to do was advocate for peace. This is the same world. This world we live in is sick, dude. Jesus, I'm just being one hundred here. I can't even fathom. I, and I and I watched Law and Order the last night, and they was talking about you know sex trafficking children and shit. I was like, Jesus, this is just shit. That's a real market. It's the, it's real. It's like, a black it's market crazy. that is, dude. You could think of almost anything that shouldn't be sold, and it's being sold out there. Definitely. Come on, man. People you're, out there. You're, you remember it was? I, I want to say it was a fad or a trend not too long ago where where women were selling off their virginities. That still happens. Like they were selling off the, and getting bank, like getting enough money to go to college. Yeah, selling off her virginity. It happens. 
I mean, this is a world we live in where, you know, Dr. Jack Kevorkian was pretty pretty successful at what he was doing. <laughs> euthanasia <laughs> euthanasia is a, was a big business. And um, I want to say overseas, euthanasia is legal. It was only here in Detroit where it was a huge problem. Like, a person can't decide to take their own life, but the government can decide for you. Yeah. The government can decide for you. That's that's the biggest that's the biggest issue I have with Republicans and Democrats. Like they're both government, they're both types of government that low key want to invade your privacy. They want more control of your life. Mm-hmm. I have if I if I can manipulate these people to do what I want them to do, then I can I can take over. I can run the country. I can get I can get the shit that I want done. That's all, that's all it's about. Let me get enough people that believe in my bullshit so I can get the shit that I want done. I'm hearing what you're saying. Do you think that that presidential alert has any, um, how do I say this? Do you think that that's like a precursor or something? What I don't understand is you can already send amber alerts to my phone. You can already send silver alerts to my phone. Why do you, what, what, what is the difference between the presidential alert? Okay. Like you, you already have me in a database somewhere anyways. So what, what makes this any different? We would have to ask George Bush that. I want to, because George Bush was the one that um, that basically signed on to implement. Yeah, this is this this would be cool. But you got to remember, back in two thousand four, when he was the president, um, the 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 ownership of smartphones wasn't that wasn't as big as it is now. And you know, Obama, you know, he also said, you know, hey, I have no problem with this because I'm guessing. You have the Amber Alert and you have the other one. It's an emergency alert, yeah. right? So one is one is local. And then one is um, one is um, I mean technically they're both local. Your your yeah, yeah, yeah. emergency Amber Alert are local. The presidential alert is national because remember it happened in Hawaii with the with the uh failed with the missile launch. Basically, I think it was like a missile launch or some shit it happened in Hawaii like a year ago, mm-hmm. and it was a, it was it was false. So it's always been ways for local governments to be able to to tap into people's phones, and you could opt out of that. Because basically, you know, you don't give a damn about an Amber Alert. Oh, somebody yeah, you kid, go, you go, you somebody kid got kidnapped? Man, I don't care. You can turn that off. You caught that? <laughs> like, that's, that's fucked up when you think about it. Same, bro. literally be like, I don't care about this kid being kidnapped. Amber Alerts be scared me. Especially, especially if that Amber, that Amber Alert hits you at 3 o'clock in the morning. Bro. <laughs> that, or, or that silver alert. This elderly person is missing. My favorite argument hey, he was grown. like. He grown. A nigga said. The Amber Alert come through at 3 a.m. Nigga, what you want me to do? I can't help you. <laughs> Police can't even find this motherfucker. I can't find him. like, damn, let me look out the window. <laughs> Shit. No, I don't see no. What, what's the license plate again, baby? <laughs> no, it, it ain't out here. My thing is, I, I, I necessarily think the presidential alert, obviously it's a national alert. I don't think it's a precursor to anything. I heard somebody say that. Maybe they're trying to um, figure out a way how they're going to get the national purge started. But uh, <laughs> I was like, motherfuckers wilding. I think the presidential alert, to me, is just, it finally phased through and it showed you how many people are tapped into mobile devices and smartphones. Um, I think uh, the effectiveness of it. I like how we made a joke out of it, too, like we do everything. Oh, yeah. I, I, no, I told you. I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, if, if this was Obama, I don't think they would have did it. But since it was Trump, it was. It's easy to do. It was like, oh, this is, we gotta make a mockery of this. If it was Obama, it'd, it'd be a, an Instagram page say, "Hey, follow here if you got the presidential alert." <sighs> Boop. 
if it was Obama, they'd have been like, oh, man, he's such a genius. My goodness. Obama. Oh, man. He, That's what I my need president, from my president. My president to look texts out for me. Us. My president texts me. He care about me. But sit your stupid ass system. down. <laughs> like, seriously? Man. Yeah, I mean, do I need the presidential alert? I mean, I knew about it. I knew it was going to happen like a week, a couple of weeks before it happened because they told us that the safety team, well, I'm a part of the safety team in my job, they told us that I think um, 218 Eastern Standard Time that they would send it out. And it was, you know, it's 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 safety related. Um, you never know, bro. Like, there's a lot of shit that is going on in this world. And although Trump is 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 really fighting, believe it or not, on a global scale, he really is fighting for peace. You know, he's trying to disarm North Korea, just like any other president has. Doesn't make Trump special at all. Trying to unite, you know, he he. I think he went around. He went about the wall the wrong way. Because the wall, basically, people don't see the wall as, go ahead. No matter how he went about that wall, him being him wasn't going to be the Yeah, right yeah, thing. of course. That's, that's what that Of course. Um, stronger, border, stronger border patrol is Republican. Less border patrol is very Democratic. Yeah. The funny thing about that, that is. DACA is super Democratic. Yes, but the funny thing about that is George, I want to say George, it's George H. Bush, right? H.W. is his dad, right? And he's just. My bad. Yeah, yeah. HW's dad. His he's dad. just W. He's just W. So W. I'm gonna call him W. Call him Dub. Dub. <laughs> Texas all day. Rough. No. No. Fuck that. Texas all day. That nigga's an idiot. Bro, I kind of want to see what, that movie. What state has the most presidents? In, like uh, we got Virginia. Really? Yeah. Wow. How did you just randomly know that <laughs> shit? Because I was like, we got both the Georges and we got LBJ. Like, you know, Virginia. All right, then. That's cool. Fuck you. It was Virginia years ago. So, I'm going to assume. I mean, we only have, what, 45, right? I think it's Virginia. I think Virginia has, like, five or six. Is it 45? We have 44. Cause... He's the 45th. Obama was at his home. He was 44. That's how I remember it. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I could be wrong, but I, I think it's Virginia. I think it's, it's one of those. Oh, you already pulled it up? Oh, okay. Okay, he's about to test my brain out here. Virginia <laughs> has eight. Ohio has seven. Useless information is something I'm, <laughs> I'm prone to at times, bro. My bad, man. That's cool. But no, no. Whatever. But look, my thing is with the presidential alert. I, my, I don't. Once again, I don't think it was a precursor to anything, but I do believe that with him trying to do all this unifying shit. With the world, he feels like he may rub somebody the wrong way, and that day may come where we have that American Horror Story apocalypse moment. Jeez. And it'll be unfortunate if it was during his presidency. I don't want to, you know, knock on wood. Ain't no wood around here. I think that's wood. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that's real wood. That's real wood. Oh, for my kid, I can't be selling real wood. I think that's from Amazon, actually. Oh shit. Okay, my bad. Um, yeah, I think I think I think that's his mindset. I think his mindset is more being proactive to the fact that hey, I may I may piss off somebody. We might if if a missile does come, I'm gonna send out this alert and let you know. Hey man, you might want to take cover. Yeah, ain't not. Ain't, I talk, you like, might want to get the fuck out the way. Two episodes ago, I said how how prepared are we for that? I mean, a lot of us aren't prepared for that. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do in Houston? We ain't got basements out here. I mean, ain't shit we can do. We get the president presidential alert saying, "Hey man, y'all niggas, y'all, y'all done." <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap, nigga. So you can go get under your car all you want to, big fella. It's not gonna save you. Your sex robot gonna be okay, but you not. <sighs> your sex robot and roaches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the only one's gonna be out here popping. That's crazy, man. But uh, yeah. When you, when you, when you when you think about peace, I think in the, in the way that Trump is going about it is is to hear Trump and peace in the same sentence is crazy. But um, the way Lenin was going about his peace, he's worried about world peace. Me personally, I'm worried about peace within myself. That's why the other day when I was on Instagram and I'm just sitting there just looking at, looking at all this bullshit that's just going on the news feed, I'm just like, I really don't hate social media that much. But I do hate a lot of the people I follow. But <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Now, I don't hate them, but I think that their their ideals and their philosophies just aren't something that I need to consume on a daily basis when I am bored at work and I'm scrolling. So I had to do a cleanse. Not only did I do a cleanse of our page, but I actually do the cleanse of the people I follow because a lot of this shit that I, when I was going back on the page, bro, a lot of the shit that we posted back in 2016, I don't even feel that shit no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? evolved. Yeah, honestly. And also, I don't want to get myself in a, in a, uh, in a James Gunn situation. Well, I may post something in 2016 that, you know, we get big enough, somebody questions, hey, well, June 12, 2016, you was talking about fuck bitches getting money. You still feel that way, sir? Yes. <laughs> of course. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> Next but, uh, question. Yeah. But I mean, I don't want to be in that situation. I was like, why not? I think I think that's something that everybody should do. You know, download the app. If you ain't got millions of fucking posts, I mean, half of y'all just got a bunch of selfies anyway. And y'all, you may, you may want to get to a point in time where you feel like, you know, hey, I don't want to be perceived as narcissistic anymore. Let me delete this shit and start over. I mean, it's your personal page. You can do whatever you want. So I did that. And, you know, periodically, and, and another reason I was like, you know, once again, I don't hate Instagram. And I feel like what No Boundaries podcast does on Instagram is not necessarily what everybody else should do. But I don't think that we're negative. No, I don't think people could perceive what we do as negative. Therefore, it would suck to be one of those places where like, yeah, we're not famous or anything like that. But somebody may come to our page and be like, hey, man, you know, like this specific page right here got me through something one day or man, that gave me an ideal. Oh, you always. That, was a, that was a very enlightening statement. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I needed this. And it, it's cool that, to be that, that might have been, yeah, been the sign know? I was waiting on. Yeah. So it's it's good to know that. People may feel that way about the the No Boundaries podcast page, and I feel like no matter what, four or five years from now, I'm definitely always gonna be in a mindset of trying to be a peaceful person. But I do know peace is a pipe dream when you're looking at it from a a worldwide perspective. Because yeah, all the nations may become cordial, but there's some somebody's finger is always on that trigger. Is always on that nuclear bomb, ready to blow some shit up. Just because that's what humans do, man. Humans are a cancer. They are Earth's disease. You, you, humans come to destroy. Yeah. You you, are, you remove. Destroy, you remove build, and then destroy what you build and build more. Chaos, man. Chaos in the form of... It's, it's an artistic type of chaos because they do build from it. They build some beautiful shit from their chaos, but these trees are necessary to somebody. I mean, the most do give off some good-ass oxygen. But then again, I mean, I don't think we care when we're just building up these high-rise apartments that niggas can't afford. Who needs to breathe? Who needs to breathe when we can get we, when I can pay thirteen hundred dollars for a six hundred square foot apartment? Nigga, oh, which reminds me, go ahead. Lease coming up, stuff like that. Yeah, time to move around because price is going up, but of the course. service is going down, and so 
my cousin put me on this app and it's like, and they, you know, Hey, where you trying to live? How much you trying to pay? Like this and this and this. And so I started following them. It was, it's not an app. It's an Instagram page. So I started following them and they felt like, boom, this place is this much. And it's, you know, the same square footage you have is cheaper and it's in a better location. And I'm like, how, how the fuck do I miss this? But then I realized these are trained professionals. This is what they do all day. I look at, I look for an apartment in my downtime. It's like, oh yeah, I'm definitely moving the fuck out of here. It's more centralized or what? It's more centralized. It's cheaper. Like I, like I told you, I might move. I'm not telling these people where I'm yeah, moving yeah. to. But yeah, yeah, that. yeah, I'm moving. <laughs> that sucks, man. Hey, man. It sucks because I hate moving. But at the same time, it's a necessary evil. It is. Hey, man. I'd, re- I'd rather save that money in the long run. I sent you a video yesterday. And um, I asked you, did you think it was funny? Yeah. And I wasn't trying to force you to say yeah or no. I just want to get your honest opinion. Did you think it was funny? Just to recap, this mm-hmm. video. Okay, was she was this a Halloween costume that she was in? That's Damn. what I thought. That's what I thought. That's crazy how you can't tell if this is just a regular black woman being a regular black. Exactly. Woman or a so Halloween she's costume. she's on the phone. She's um. It, it looked like a hollow a, a haunted house thing, and she's just yelling at some at two chains house. Yeah, that that two chains trap house in Atlanta, uh-huh. and she's just yelling at somebody. Allegedly, it sounded like she was yelling at her man because he was out, you know, somewhere. And she's trying to find him, bruh. That shit wasn't funny. That shit was embarrassing, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, it, it, it's embarrassing because you. This is this is how you want people to portray black women. Like like I always tell people, y'all get mad when white people dress like us and act like us and they yo 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 rap yo 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 rap this but that's how we act like like on, on a main on a mainstream scale the more successful black people do act like that it's it's pretty sad yeah when you see them on a mainstream scale like we all know that there are black people in a whole can be very civilized but the mainstream trends and the the culture that is a that is shown on tv is the loud ignorant shit that we as black people do despise, big time. Yeah. And um. Basically, I had a blog post on the blog, the Get Well Soon WordPress, <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I basically it's, it's the, the post is titled "Do Better," and um this is gonna sound like a broke a broken record, but um I saw the video and I just shook my head like in embarrassment, but I could see why somebody would think it was funny. But I shook my head in embarrassment because to me, once again, we laugh. But the crazy part about it is as we sit there and laugh, we're, we're glorifying this toxic behavior. We're glorifying this problematic behavior. And not saying that any other race is better or any or we're bad or we're horrible for that. But my thing is, like I was we talked about this on the show, you know, a few episodes back, quite a few episodes back. I just always want to know, like, where did this shit start? When did it become cool to be ignorant? Because I personally believe that it's only white and black people that shun nerds. What cool, ignorant white people do you know? Like, what are examples of cool, ignorant white people? Tom Green. School of Hump of Dead Moose. Obama's on your lip. 
Bumbles on your lips. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I could throw Eminem into that category too, but he's not necessarily ignorant. But the boy is wild. Yeah. I mean, he he's it's a certain oh, genius. Oh, the, the jackass crew. The jackass yeah, okay, crew. Yeah. yeah. They got rich off of it. Off being they got, ignorant. And if it was us, we wouldn't have got rich off of it. No. But that I think to an extent that goes to show that in some cases. For the you know Johnny Knoxville and them, um, even I don't know if you would consider Jeff Fox, Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy them the redneck crew. Would you say they were ignorant? No. Or are they just very American? I, I would say I would, nah, I would say they're very southern. Southern American. Yeah, 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 they're very southern. I if I look at Jeff Foxworthy and the whole Larry the Cable Guy crew, I look at them to be almost the equivalent of our kings of comedy, like like mm. that that kind of comparison. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I guess what I'm saying is, to an extent, when you seeing white people do dumb shit, it's like, oh, there it go. We've got, we finally get to see it on TV. You know what I'm saying? Because when you just out and about, you don't just see white people, white people like that. Unless you're in a white place, like if you ever born, unless you're in an extra white place, and these whites got to dis- um, um, disseminate themselves from other whites. Barrett, there you go. Yeah, you go. I, I got to stand out compared to these other whites. Exactly. So I got to do some extra white shit. Exactly. And um, I think that's why, I mean, and obviously they they control they control the media and, and the networks and shit. So, but I mean, shit, when you think about road rules in real world, I mean, white people have been ignorant on TV for a minute. But at the same time, once again, you had to be in those places in order to see it. So for it to get televised, but never... It got televised, but it never got to the point where that's the only way you perceive white people. Because in reality, when you saw white people a lot of times, they was chilling, bro. Just like most of the time, when I see white people a lot, they got their bowling shirts on, their vodka tonics. <laughs> they they be on some regular mundane, typical white, typical, typical white, white people, people shit. I'm mostly around black people, so I get to see black people doing black people shit, and a lot of times. It is kind of similar to what I see on some love and hip hop shit sometimes. Um, I was listening to my homeboy Sean podcast uh, when we feel like it, and he pointed out that hey man, y'all women be out here watching love and hip hop, and y'all be watching these TV shows just like any other woman watches anything that comes off as necessarily you know not positive. You start you start kind of grabbing those um, those behaviors and you start imitating them. You start you start doing those things you see because that's that's just how we are. I mean, we're we're all sponges to a to a to a degree. So when you're picking up those bad habits and then you take them, you're in a you're in a full you're in a, a whole relationship, and then you're watching something like Love and Hip Hop that's constantly constantly doing they constantly doing ignorant shit. And then you think that you're not gonna bring that home to your boyfriend or bring that to your bring that home to your family like. We all are capable of doing it. Yeah. That's why when a white girl, quote unquote, acts black, she's going to act like the type of black that's mainstream. And mainstream black, a lot of times, tend to be that ignorant shit. And is over the top. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. But granted, I know regular black women that I they fight niggas. Like, like, want to go, want to do the fisticuffs with a grown man. For what reasons? I don't know. Like I've always said, don't nobody put their hands on nobody. Man, I forgot to tell you about this shit. Let's not stop. Speaking of put your hands on somebody, man. <laughs> I woke up, man. 
Oh damn, my son already had my son already had NRG. He about to turn up. It's lit. It's, I think it is that's why he was calling me. My bad, people. My son is at NRG. He's at the Sam Houston SFA game. Um, I guess that's I believe that's a ro- big rivalry game. If it I'm is not a big rivalry game, Battle of the Piney Woods. Oh, okay. I got I got people that went to both. You know, obviously my co-host you got, right here. You got you got real niggas that went to Sam Houston though. Obviously, my co-host was a Bearcat. You have real niggas that went to Sam Houston, though. <laughs> but I won't be surprised. That's where where my son wants to go. I mean, he's always talking about he wants to go to LSU, but we'll see how that goes. Oh, I forgot why he wanted to go to LSU. Oh, he likes Ben Simmons. But anyways, um, Ben Simmons was there a hot minute. <laughs> I know, but it was somebody else that went there too. Shaq went there. I think I think he liked Odell. Odell. He liked there. Odell. Oh, that's, what, that's okay. what it is. He liked Odell. But now, man. So I wake up yesterday morning, bro, and my son go, he come beating on my door. And I'm like, this nigga woke me up an hour before my alarm went off. This nigga, I lost his goddamn mind. Like, what? He like, hey, man, I'm trying to walk downstairs, and this guy won't let me by. Huh? Get up real quick. I'm like, all right. Where's this nigga at? So I open the door, and it's this guy down at the bottom of my steps. And his head, like, he has his head in his lap like he crying. So I'm like, he was like, I'm still looking like, man, I don't know if he's dead or not, but I'm trying to get, I got to get on this bus. I'm like, so I walk him down, I walk past dude, and as I walk past dude, I realize this guy, he has a freaking helmet on the ground, and his motorcycle is in the fucking bushes. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. My son gone, I'm like, I'm walking, I walk past him again, I'm looking at this nigga. You ain't check on this man? No. <laughs> Like my man, you good? None no, of that? no. The police can come do that. Oh, See, I told my homegirl, I was like, man, I, I called the police. I'm like, I ain't never been that type of guy before. But I'm like, after being on a safety team at work and just seeing how shit goes when you're dealing with certain people. I mean, even being an Uber driver, bro. Like, I ain't fucking with somebody that I think is drunk. My first mindset was that he was drunk. My son thought he was dead. But I seen the way his motorcycle, motorcycle fucked up the bushes. That that nigga, <laughs> that nigga was intoxicated. He came in six forty, six thirty in the morning on a weekday. No, it was Friday. Well, yeah, Thursday going into Friday. I had, I was thinking, my, my when I called the police, I said, man, you know, hey, this guy here, and I don't know what's wrong with him, but his motorcycle in the bushes, and he, and I, he possibly drunk. So, uh, Marshall is his name. <laughs> I'm gonna put him on blast because he fucked up my morning. <laughs> so police come, black police officer comes, and I guess Marshall, he looks Hispanic, could be white. Uh, my first mindset was like, this nigga just didn't need to go to jail, honestly, because it was proven that he was publicly intoxicated. But the cop was like, I'm going to give you a chance to let somebody come pick you up. My mindset was like, oh, that nigga was black, he would have went to jail. But Straight I ain't going to go there. But my thing was, bruh, it was 6.40 in the morning, and you still fucked up. Every bar in my area closed at 2. Nigga, how drunk were you at 2 to still be drunk at 6.40? Nigga, you were drunk for four more hours. You went somewhere else? Drink. You went somewhere else and kept on drinking? Man, not in my area. It ain't happening. You ain't go. You, you might have went to somebody's house. On a motorcycle, too, though. Bro. And the funniest thing about this shit was, I heard this nigga say, that's, uh, that's my apartment right here. The cop looked at his ID. He was like, bro, you don't even live in this area. <laughs> Like, damn. Oh yeah, you going to jail then? Like, bro, you going to jail then? He deserved to go to jail, bro. He <laughs> don't even live in this area. I woke up this morning. His motorcycle was still in the parking lot, as it should be. He probably still drunk. He probably, he probably in jail right now. He yeah. probably is because I don't know if anybody ever came. Yeah, to pick bro, him up. probably wasn't nobody to come get him. 
He claims somebody punched him in the face, but he looked smooth. He was smooth to me, like not a scratch on him. So somebody punched you in your face, mm-hmm. and you say your apartment right here, but you don't live in this. Nigga, area. I ain't never seen that man in my life. <laughs> I don't know that man. I know my neighbors. I ain't never seen that man before. I, I'm surprised he didn't go knock on that door. Because my neighbors down there as a woman, she'd have been terrified. She'd have been called the police. But I don't know, like like those. I don't know the thing about the motorcycles, but that shit scares me. That that's why I brought it up because I'm like, man, y'all really out here tripping if y'all getting drunk on motorcycles, bro. Like there is no like you in a car drunk. More than likely, it's a good chance that yeah you flipped over, but you got a seatbelt on. You really either really endangering yourself, and you might hit somebody else. But more than likely, you're gonna endanger yourself more. But a nigga on a motorcycle, nigga, you dying if you give it. What you, what's to protect you besides your helmet? Bro, and it's, it's crazy because you'll see that shit, shit on news, such such a motorcycle accident. And, and I'm not saying that this was due to alcohol or anything like that, but you just see so many accidents on motorcycles just regularly. Like, let alone you add alcohol into it. And like and like Sandy, she would go to a ride out on, on Wednesday nights and they would be at bombshells. And it's kind of like, damn, are y'all in there turning up? Or y'all just, you know, getting getting food and stuff? Like, because if, if y'all like to turn it up, that shit is crazy. That's crucial, man. Because it's like, you know, over 50 people out there on motorcycles turning up. Oh, man. So I I, 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 I assumed that she, she's a smart girl. I'm sure she wasn't out there turning up. But, you know, at the same time, shit, it's kind of like when you watch the Tour de France. One bicycle accident fucks up the whole race. Man, that's One scary. motorcycle in a pack at the beginning will fuck up the whole pack. That helmet protect you from concussions and shit, but it ain't for, for to stop you from getting broken bones. Not at all. That, that semen is cool. unforgiving. Man, at least when you're in a car, you you could you compact it steel and some fiberglass, and you in a seatbelt, frame, airbag and... pop. Like, come on, bro, you on a motorcycle that drunk? I wish they would have would have tested that guy to see how drunk he was four hours after the bar closed. Last call at one fifty, right? Last call at one forty five. Oh man, boys. Wasted, wasted. Cause you got you got to finish that shit up. You got fifteen minutes to finish this show, and then you out of here. Lights on. Shrippy. But yeah, man, that's my story. I just I forgot to tell you about it, but it did fuck up my Friday. That shit pissed me off. I can understand why. But yeah. I was off Friday. I was yeah. off Thursday too. Damn. Shh. I got a three day weekend myself, so that's why I'm here. For for those of y'all don't know, we we've actually switched up the recording time and. Jay been running from me on this workout for a while, and I I came to his house early morning, man. It's Saturday, about to be about eleven o'clock, and it's time to get it in. Bro, he texted me. I was like, "What the fuck is he?" T- was texting me at eight o'clock this morning. Talking about hooping, nah, nigga. I don't know. I don't show up till ten. <laughs> oh, well, guess what? <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna be sitting like I said. I'm not gonna be sitting here sweating and shit doing a fucking podcast. So, yeah, I mean. It's it's nice to see you this early, man. You look alive and well. Do I? Yeah, man. You look... I have. I've had, I had about three hours of sleep last. You serious? What did you sleep on the couch? Oh, you had a whole bed. I slept on a bed. Oh, okay. I just didn't sleep. I just didn't sleep. Oh, I, I can't man. turn my mind off. They got drugs for that. I don't. But, I hate drugs. Melatonin ain't really a drug though. That shit probably don't work though. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, but like. Fuck it, yeah, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. It's life. Yeah, fuck yeah. Life. Life is. Life can be peaceful, people. Remember that. That's that's the that's the summary of this episode. Life can be peaceful, but focus on your peace. For me, privacy is peaceful, and eliminating toxic people is peaceful. 
it it it, it, well, it brings peace. So that's that's my whole thing. Um, I don't really know. I wasn't really. I didn't really come to the table with anything else besides sex robots and peace. So <laughs> oh, send me send me that send me that app so I because I, I might clean my stuff up. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Stuff. Um. I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it on here. I might oh, as well. Oh well, yeah, because I have to listen back to this at least three more times. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, not only are we selling T-shirts for twelve dollars, we have the black and white that we're selling just in case y'all didn't know. Oh yeah, because y'all trashed in a O. Yeah, I'm not. I swear uh, to God, uh, we still got one more giveaway. I was trying to give y'all. I'm trying to give y'all shirts for free. Y'all won't listen. Never mind. If you if you put your city and state of where you're from on the SoundCloud page in the iTunes comment section. Or on our IG, or just send it to us. You still have a possibility of getting a shirt. First male, first female. Also, Possibly. we're trying to get through these shirts so we can get another batch with the new logos, and you know we'll give those away to this Excel. Is, this is the last press run of the of the retros. Exactly. No it's, more retro logos. Yeah, you know. Run. So, um, other than that, the app for mass deletion is InstaClean, and it looks just like the Instagram logo. But it has a trash can in the middle of it. And I know a lot of you are familiar with what a trash can looks like. <laughs> if you're not... <laughs> Look in the mirror. <laughs> that was a good one. See, you're alive, you're alive and well. See, you're sharp, too. I, ain't, I, don't even, I ain't even had no coffee or nothing like that. I'm just... Oh, man. man. You know? Oh, I don't man. drink coffee on the weekends anyways. But really? No. No. I just do it at work. Oh. I'm still shocked that you drink black. It's, it's not for the taste. It's, I just need it for the effect. Fuck that. I'll shit. give me a I'll give me an eight or ten ounce cup of black coffee, and that's it. Medium, medium or light roast, and that's it. If I would no cream, no sugar. It's, I, don't, I don't care because because you start putting all that dairy in there, give me the shit. I just drink it for the effect. I need this caffeine to kick in so I can work. Man, you tough man. You I tell you, you a professional drinker. Me, I'd be like these childish people. If I wasn't financially responsible. I'd be, be at Starbucks, Starbucks <laughs> drinking a drinking some iced coffee. Um, a mocha, a mocha chai latte with you know a double shot of espresso. I need the espresso, a, man. What's up with all that? What's up with this caffeine, Bruh, I got a coworker. He gets four shots of espresso. I'm like, my my G, you weigh 180 pounds. Like, what do you need so much espresso for? Did you sleep at all last night? My God, hey. there's a substance out there. It's called cocaine. <laughs> I swear espressos are probably a gateway drug to that shit. Wow. Hey. Every now and then you just, I get... You just can't do cocaine in public anymore, so now you just do... Hey, let me get four shots of espresso in there. Touche, touche. Yeah. Like Charlie I, Sheen I, messed it up for everybody. Yeah, he was out here winning too much. <laughs> too much. You got too many wins under your belt, sir. Man. I need you to tone it down. Every now and then I grab an energy drink, but nah, man. Have you tried the bang drink? I had one yesterday. I had the unicorn. How's that? I can only drink half of an energy drink um, because I'm ca- my caffeine tolerance is trash. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. I mean, I think my favorite one is um, Power Punch. See, I had Purple Haze and I had Cherry Limeade. I haven't either one of those. That's it's a, it's a, a Bang Energy Drink is a local drink that is made here in Houston. Oh, really? Yeah, when I was Uber driving, I actually um, picked up the owners. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, they, um, they deal with uh, Red Line. Uh, we have quite a few dispensaries out here, and we have a lot of like energy drink, um, and like um, not energy drink, but um, I want to say like 
nutrition labs in, in yeah. Houston, Conroe. Like it's it's a lot. The Woodland Spring, Humble Kingwood. They out here, man. It's crazy. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, we can get into that health shit another time. Do you have any uh, words of advice? Let me see if I got some shit because I, I I really don't fuck with these people no more. Uh, I guess I would just uh, like to jump in and say, hey man, uh, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey man, hey man. Um, it's the weekend. Uh, I'm gonna bring it back to that incident that I just had with you know Marshall. Yeah, I gotta be out here uh, responsibly drinking. Ubers, Lyfts, taxi cabs are available. Um, we're actually going into what I call the holiday season. I believe the holiday season starts with Halloween. A lot of people don't agree with that, but I feel like not only is this the hardest part of the year to diet, but it's also the the easiest part of the year to get yourself in trouble because not only are your favorite police officers out there trying to reach quotas for the end of the year, whether they admit it or not, um, I think that you got to keep that shit, that mindset in play. I mean, alcohol, the conception of alcohol has reached an all-time high from from the from the time of prohibition to now. So just think about that when you're getting fucked up on Halloween weekend, getting fucked up for Thanksgiving. And remember, Thanksgiving nationally is the is the the day where the most drinking takes place. When it, whether it's socially or with family. So, I don't want to preach to y'all, but just remember, man, be out here smart with your drinking and shit because I'm saying this now because I may be, I may forget to say it in a couple of weeks when it's actually Halloween. Um, that's all I got. Um, my words of advice are sit down and fix shit. Don't throw away stuff that you've already invested in. Sit down and fix it. Now, if it's broken, can't be fixed, yeah, throw that shit out. But have some have some honor, some value, some 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 sense of reward and stuff that you've built and try to fix it instead of throwing it out. That car that's paid off, try to fix it instead of just throwing it out. Cause you've gotten so much value out of it. You've built you've put so much equity into something, it's only right that you see it out through the end to see the fruits of that labor. So fix shit instead of replacing shit. You did. I like that. That is that is that is advice that you should take coming from this financially responsible young man. This guy knows his money. Gosh, I need to know it a little bit better. I mean, but you're about to get a cheaper apartment. I'm definitely about to get a cheaper apartment, cool. and I'm about to get a raise sometime in the near future. So. Oh know. hell yeah, I, man, that's a, that's what that's a story for another day. Yeah, yeah. And with that being said, this has been No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening all the way to the end to hear this factual shit. We out. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?